Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. Welcome in your Monday, March 14th edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York, and as always, this show presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. How are we on your Monday? Doing good? Did you make it through the weekend? It was a fun one. March Madness now in full swing. We'll talk a little bit about that today. Spring sports start this week. We'll talk about that today. Just got a lot going on today on this Monday. And glad you're with us and uh, glad to have you along. As you can probably tell if you listen to the show regularly, I sound different again today, having to use the backup microphone, which isn't as good. I can't figure out, and maybe I'll get it figured out as the show goes on today, if I get too close to the microphone or where I normally would be on a microphone, it gets way too hot. Like it pops too much and it sounds like I'm yelling. If I back away too much, it's still got that effect, but I fade out a little bit more. So I don't know. There's a... There's a happy medium in here somewhere that I feel like I'm going to... People are going to walk by the studio and see my head bobbing back and forth and wonder if something's wrong with me. But uh, I'll be watching that and uh, trying to keep an ear on it as we go through the show. There's just nothing I can do. This this good microphone, it's amazing. Makes our voices sound so so golden. It just doesn't want to work. They put a new cord on it. It worked for a few days. doesn't want to work again. It's not the microphone. Something's wrong in the connection. But, yeah... Got here early this morning and uh, found out it wasn't going to work and realized, of course, on a day that we do the show, got to go to the backup mic. So bear with me. Hopefully it'll be all right as we go throughout this Monday. But yes, so much going on. Now on today's show, and I do this every year, and I went back and looked, and I didn't want to miss it this year, uh, before we completely abandon basketball coverage for the year, we will do our way too early Power 5 for next year. I'll give you the top five boys' teams going into next season and the top five girls' teams. Here's the thing. So much is going to change between now and then. You know that. So don't hold me to it. Don't argue with me. This is just based on right now, today, who's back, who's not. Maybe some of the freshmen we saw that didn't really stuff the stats. The open positions that we have or may end up having will change that. But this is just based on what we know today. None of this will hold. Lots of things will happen in the offseason. They always do. But this is our way too early power five, and it's called that for a reason. So don't argue with me. You can come at me with, you got this team too low, this team too high. We all do. There's nobody that's going to have this even more close to what it should look like or will look like end of November this year. But we'll do that today for the boys and the girls. We'll start looking ahead a little bit to spring sports and so much more here on today's show. <clears throat> Before we get into any of that, I'm a diehard Kentucky fan, a Murray State alum, and I don't care. (laughs) So many people care about the potential second-round matchup. I bleed blue. I went to Murray, love the racers, would root for them in any other situation. 
will not be able to root for them if they meet Kentucky in the second round. Sorry. Just can't. It's not the way I was raised. My grandfather would not be happy with me if I did. It's just how it is. And I think I'm not alone. I think there are a lot of diehard Murray fans who feel the opposite, but I don't think I'm alone. But we've got that potential matchup coming in March Madness as that gets underway this week. Now, here's the thing, Murray State fans. I know you know this. You're smart. Don't be counting on getting past that first round just yet. San Francisco's legit. San Francisco played Gonzaga to within 10 in that championship game in their conference. I know Gonzaga beat them by more than that in the regular season, but they got them close, a lot closer in that third matchup. They've also got two top 100 wins in their resume, and uh, Ken Palm thinks pretty highly of them. In fact, I think they're like the 19th best team defensively in the country in efficiency. Right now, Vegas has them favored by the last I checked a point. I think it's even... It may be even a couple of points higher than that today. So right now, even though Murray State's a seventh seed, even though Murray State's top 20 nationally in the rankings, they're the underdog. And listen, as a diehard UK fan, I ain't counting nothing for Kentucky winning that first-round game. They should. They should win big. They shoot the ball like they did Saturday. They will not. Schwebe can score 40, and they may still struggle. So it's not a guarantee we're getting that meeting. It'd be great if we did. But there's a lot that's got to happen before then. But what a what a fun potential second-round matchup that's going to be. And again, proud Murray State alum. Wish they were on any other part of the bracket. I know people want to see them play. I don't in the tournament. I want to, I want to root for Murray State. I can't do that in the second round. Can't. You can dump on me all you want. I believe blue. Always have. Always will. But that's been a lot of fun. And then this weekend, on top of all of that, you got Tom Brady unretiring. That almost stole a lot of the headlines on Sunday. <laughs> Tom Brady unretiring. Here's something crazy, though, about that. I could care less. Tom Brady, you can argue he's the GOAT. I don't think so. I think he's a guy that played a long time and played really well for a long time. I think there have been guys at as pure quarterbacks who are better, even if they weren't better longer. But just before hours before Tom Brady announced he was coming out of retirement, someone paid over five hundred grand for what was supposed to be his final touchdown ball. Now, it'll never be worth anywhere near that. <laughs> so this person goes to a sports memorabilia place. They've got this football. He pays over five hundred grand to get what's supposed to be the last touchdown pass from Tom Brady. And then Tom, a few hours later, is like, oh, by the way, it won't be. <laughs> yeah. You know, if Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady's got money, he should reach out to the guy and be like, dude, I'm sorry, and, you know, pay him for the ball. I mean, that'd, that'd be awesome. Here's your money back. I'm not going to give you a profit on it, but I will help you get your money back. That'd be a great story. But how about, that'd be my luck. Now I don't have that kind of money to throw around, and if I did, my wife would leave me tomorrow. But that'd be my luck, to do something thinking, I've, I got it. This one-of-a-kind, oh, never mind. So there you go. But what a weekend. What a lot of fun. What a lot we got to get into this week. And spring sports. We'll talk about that this week. They get underway. Baseball, softball, underway. On Wednesday, I'll give you our sort of preseason. I don't know if we're going to do power rankings this year with with spring sports, but what we may do uh, on Wednesday, we may kind of look at top teams or who's projected to win or 
make predictions for the season, something like that. I'm still kind of working out the kinks. But we'll do that more on Wednesday. Uh, today we'll just kind of look ahead at the schedule and maybe give you a, a few things off the top of the head, some things I'm looking forward to with spring sports this year. Remember, my first year to call high school baseball and a little bit of softball is this year, so I'm looking forward to that. But who are the teams I'm looking forward to watching play, even if they are playing my Graves County Eagles and Lady Eagles? What am I looking forward to? We'll kind of get into that a little bit today. Maybe again, maybe power rankings on Wednesday. Haven't decided. Don't know if we'll do that for spring sports. Probably will, though, just because we don't want to leave them out, give them their same due that we give football and basketball. But we'll we'll do that if we do, and we'll do sort of a uh, predictions for the year on Wednesday. You know, who's going to win the region, who the top players are, coach of the year. We'll kind of maybe do that on Wednesday. So big show today. Again, way too early power rankings for basketball. Look ahead to spring sports and a lot more. Let's take a quick early break so I can get this on the radio, or at least get a head start of getting it on the radio. We'll come back. We've got more. This is Region 1 Sports. If you live with pain, you have good days and bad days. You deserve a pain-free life. And the first step is talking with your doctor about pain management with Dr. Ferdinand Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky Pain Center. Dr. Salvacion specializes in pain management and will work with you to get you back to those good days. Talk to your primary care provider about pain management with Dr. Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important, only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing, because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Warm up on these chilly winter mornings with Peppermint Mocha McCafe. Now in McDonald's, but for a limited time. While you're there, add a $2.50 bundle of sausage, biscuit, and hash brown to start your day. Who has time to cook this time of year? McDonald's has budget-friendly meals with the $3 bundles. Your choice of McDouble, McChicken, or four-piece nuggets and an order of fries. Don't forget those arts cards. They're the Christmas gift that's always the perfect color and perfect fit. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life, and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. New at Pizza Inn, the new house pan pizza. Crispy golden crust with a soft, fluffy center. And it's made in-house every day from scratch, just like the other crust, fresh and never frozen. Also new, 100% whole milk mozzarella cheese melts perfectly on the pizzas. The salad bar is back with over 40 items, including fresh salads, greens, veggies, fruits and pastas, and desserts. What's not new? Continued commitment to quality service and hospitality. Stop in, see a familiar face that's grateful to serve you at your hometown pizza place since 1972. Order online for carryout, pickup, or delivery. Perfect for holiday parties and family meals. Pizza Inn, serving up smiles one slice at a time.
Region 1 Sports here on your Monday edition of the show. Brian York here, and as always, presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. Daylight saving time, did it get you? Did you forget? I didn't because my wife is super paranoid about stuff like that, and God love her for being so because I would have never thought about it. But daylight savings time uh, started yesterday, so we all lost an hour and might still feel a little bit groggy this morning at normally about 6 you look outside the window here at the studio and and you see daylight. It was still pitch black dark. And in fact, we're pushing seven o'clock and it was still pretty dark outside. I don't like it. I don't like it all. And now everybody's asking the same question I am. Why? Why are we still doing this? It seems like every news outlet covers this debate twice a year every time we change times. A poll found uh, last fall that only 25% of us want to keep switching the clocks twice a year. Everybody else wants to make daylight saving time permanent or just ditch it altogether. Over a dozen states have passed laws to make it permanent, and at least 28 more have bills in the works, but they can't go into effect until the federal government says it's okay, and that hasn't happened yet. I think this would be a unifying thing. So much division in the world, so much division in the country right now. When three quarters, when three out of four people say, cut this out, feels like you should do that. The main argument against it seems to be we just don't know what the effects would be but of course switching the clocks twice a year has an effect too for what it's worth we did try permanent daylight saving time once and it didn't go well president nixon did it for 16 months in 1974 and 75 people complained about their kids going to school in the dark so they went back to the current system we also made another change not long ago in 2007 daylight saving time was extended by more than a month it used to start the first Sunday in April and end in October. Now it runs from the second Sunday in March and ends in November. I get it. I get the argument for both. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Just whatever, you know, stay with whatever, but stick with one. Lose an hour, gain an hour. Not fun. It's not fun when it happens. Now, gaining an hour is awesome. Losing it, not fun. All right. Our way too early Power 5 for basketball next year. And as I said, this is completely based on if the season started tomorrow. This is completely based on exactly who we know is coming back based on last year. Now, here's the thing. Every year this happens. That's the natural evolution of high school basketball. You you lose a couple of players that you think will be really tough to replace for one team, and then lo and behold, they load up and they come back with a, a, a sophomore or a freshman who just didn't get a lot of PT last year because of what those seniors and those guys come out and play great and pick up the slack, and they never miss a beat. It happens. Usually happens more with the bigger programs, your, your Graves, your Marshall, your McCracken. You get the idea, but, but it does happen. So there are guys that aren't being factored into this conversation just yet. There are coaching decisions that aren't being factored in just yet. I don't, th- you know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me having just one coach opening feels a little light compared to most years. It feels like we end up with a couple of coach openings or or job openings every year. And they may come late. You know, even last year, Callaway County's girls job, that that job opened up like the first day of school. So you never know. A lot will and can change between now and then. But again, this is based on if the season started tomorrow, what would we project the season to look like? So our Power 5 are way, 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 Way too early Power 5 for next season. You ready? We'll go 1 through 5. All right, we'll start 1 through 5. So here we go. 
number one is going to be Murray. They've played in back-to-back regional championships. They will be defending regional champs. They lose a couple of really good players, a couple of starters. But they return three of their top five for next year. And that includes all-region, otherworldly scoring threat, Grant Whitaker. He'll finally be a senior next year. I feel like it's been a long time coming. But your top guy returns. Lincoln English was just a sophomore this year. He'll be back. And Xavier Carmen, who's a legit, tall, big athlete who can get in the paint and do a lot of damage, and we saw him get better and better and better as the season went on, he'll be back. So that's through your top five. That's not counting guys like Kobe Watson, who was just a freshman who got some minutes this year. Kobe ended up, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, sixth in scoring. So now you got four of your top six back. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Will they be as good? No, maybe, probably. Drew May didn't even include him, so now you've got five of your top seven back. Losing Trey Boggess is big, but that's where guys like Watson and May will benefit. They'll get more minutes. They'll get more runs. They'll get more reps. You know, Caleb Gill, losing him is going to be, you know, it's going to be tough, but this is a team that's got more depth than people realize. They got more coming back than most, especially those top three guys. Murray comes in at number one. Are they the favorite to win the region right now? Yes. But again, it's way, 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 way too early. I think they're going to have some stiff competition. I think they are. I think the parity we saw this year, and we talk about this thing in tiers. I talk about every year. Tier one this year was McCracken and Murray. Tier two, you'd put your Tillman. You'd put uh, you know, maybe Mayfield Callaway in that tier. Tillman probably more in between one and two. They were probably closer to one, but just couldn't quite couldn't quite get over the hump with some of the top teams. I know they beat McCracken. I know. They got ran in the regional tournament by Murray. But you talk about this thing in tiers. I don't think it's going to be that kind of gap next year. I don't think your top two are runaway favorites. Murray, maybe. Again, Whitaker being a senior, those guys they've got back, uh, they're going to be really good and I think are just a little bit better than most already going into next year. But... I think there's going to be a lot more parity and a lot of teams kind of bumping in and out of Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. We're going to see a lot of movement with some of these other teams. But right now, Murray is my early favorite to win the region. They are number one in our way, 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 way too early power rankings. Who comes in at number two? This was tough. This was tough. And I debated this, and I went back and forth, and I had myself quite a time trying to figure this out. Here's what I'm ending up with, though. Based on how the season finished this year and based on you can never count them out, I went with McCracken. Now, hear me out because, to me, the debate was McCracken or Tillman. I think it's it's 2A, 2B. I, I don't think there's a lot of separation, but here's where I go with. Every year, we think McCracken's supposed to be down. Oh, not going to be as good. Oh, they lost this guy. Oh, they're a little thinner. They come back with other guys. They come back and they win. Because one thing that carries on year to year with McCracken County is how hard they play and how well they defend. And so I think with what they do have returning, with what we know from them year in and year out, I gave them the slight edge. Now, I get it. Tillman won the district. You're screaming it at me. I know. They won the district. They returned their top two scores. I get it. 
the way the season ended with how Murray looked against Tillman versus how Murray looked against McCracken, again, I'm going with the runner-up to be your number two team going into next season. Here's what McCracken does return. I know they lose Brent Brower. They do return Jack McCune. I think he's going to be a monster next year. He already showed signs of it this year. That outside shot, if he takes that with more consistency because he was a lot better than you realize. You look at his three-point percentage this year, he was 34%. He took the, what, the fourth most shots on the team. I think he'll take a few more. I think he'll be better in that area. He's strong. He's stronger than most guys at his position. He sort of inflicts his will at times. He sort of plays bully basketball, and I'm all for it. Gets down low and just try to stop me, and he's skilled. He's tough. He'll be back. Ian Hart, healthy. Ian Hart was 14 points a game. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be better. Those two guys are as good, if not better, than most everybody else's top two guys. So you've got those guys back. You've got Carson Purvis back. He really came on strong at the end of the year last year. I know they lose Blackwell and Tilford. I know. Those guys combined for 10 points a game. I feel like they're going to find guys who make that up. They got a lot of guys who were upperclassmen last year who just didn't get a lot of run, didn't get a lot of playing time. I think that'll be different next year. And then you just never can count out how deep they can be with a school that size with what they have coming. I like their top two returning guys. I like Purvis. I think he's a strong you know, third guy coming back. They play hard. They defend. Every time you think, well, they'll be down because they lost this guy or that guy, they're not. I'm going with McCracken County at number two. Now, again, 2A, 2B. That, that becomes Paducah Tillman. Technically, they're third, but they're 2B on this list. Tillman's going to be solid. Tillman, I think, is you know going to hurt a little bit from some of the players they lose, but they got their top two guys back, and those two guys can flat-out score. Powell is back, 16 and a half, 17 points a game. Mayan Shaw is back, 14 points a game. They lose Arthur, uh, you know, good point guard. I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. And they do lose Warren and Fitzgerald. And I think that's tough because Fitzgerald's a true big. Did a lot of good for that team last year. Finished with uh, seven and a half points and, you know, five boards a game. They do lose uh, uh, Warren. You know, he was 10 points a game, came in fourth on that team in scoring. So they do get back two of their top five. But the other way to look at that is they lose three of their top five. McCracken gets back three of their top five. Tillman, two of their top five. Now, Tillman's two are really good. Pal and Shaw, they're fantastic. You know other guys. You know Ragsdale. He's going to have a bigger role this year. He's going to step up, play well. But there's a lot more question marks there as far as their depth goes and who's going to come in and who's going to contribute with those guys they're losing. They'll be fine. They're well coached. They play well. Pal and Shaw are going to be a two-headed monster. Who steps up with them? Who ends up in that starting lineup and who contributes? I think... That'll be answered next season, but again, based on right here, right now, and what we know based on the, how the season ended, that's where I put Tillman at. But I, I, they got two of the best scorers of the region, and I think they are got a chance to be even better. They really do. So that's one at Murray. Two, I got McCracken, but it's basically 2A, 2B with Tillman at three. Who comes in at number four? Ready for this one? Mayfield Cardinals. I know. It's coming from the Graves guy. It pain, pains me to say that. Mayfield comes in at number four. Here's why. They got everybody back. That's what's going to make them tough. Again, literally, everybody back. Fulton and Stone are two bigs. They're physical. I think Fulton needs to get more on the block and and work in that high post. Stone on the low post. 
which they do. I thought Fulton floated and took a few more outside shots than I would have liked to have seen him take. Get him in that 17, 15-foot range, he's deadly. Anytime he can get down to the block and beat and bang with you, he's deadly. But they got those two guys back. Dabney is a true point guard. That kid can drive the lane. Not a lot of guys can keep him in front of them. Uh, and with some of the guys that are graduating this year, it's going to be even harder to keep him in front. He improves his outside shot. He'll be deadly. Pate, Webb, those guys can knock down shots with the best of them from the outside. They're a little undersized. Hey, I am too. I'm not knocking them. I'm, I'm a little guy too. I'm not going not gonna to say that. I'm a short guy. But, uh, you know, some teams with bigger guards kind of exploited that down the stretch uh, this year, sort of posted those guards and tried to work, use their height to get shots over them. But if those guys can step up, consistently make threes, those top three guys improve their game with what they bring to the table. Mayfield comes in at number four. Are they a legit contender to win the region? I still like Murray. I still like McCracken and Mayfield and Tillman a little bit better. But with everybody they got coming back, I think they're certainly a favorite to win their district. I know, it pains me. But certainly a favorite to win the district and uh, make a run at the region once again. So Mayfield comes in at number four. Number five. Callaway County. Callaway County loses a lot, but they also bring a lot of young guys back, and that's why I like Callaway County. You bring Eli Finley back, who as a freshman was your top scorer. You bring Jonah Butler back, who is a terrific freshman as well this past year. You bring Connor Lockhart back, who was a terrific freshman this year as well, who's going to get a bigger run uh, now that guys, those some of those seniors are out. You lose Zach Hudson, you lose Matthew Ray. That's tough. Ray's a, a really good player, a true big, plays a position that's a little thin in the region and probably will be again next year. But Lockhart played in 18 games before he got hurt. He was eight points per game. He ended up being was going to end up being fifth on the team in scoring before he gets hurt. Butler, a freshman, ends up being fourth on the team in scoring, and Finley led you. So theoretically, you return three of your top five who are all freshmen. Now we got to see a little more depth around them. Got to see some guys step up, step into bigger roles next year. That'll be the question. You know, a guy like Aiden Clinton, who'll be a, a senior next year, got to see him provide some spark. But they lose the Hudgen brothers. They lose uh, Matthew Ray. They lose Kenyon Franklin. So they lose depth as much as anything. Yeah, Hudgen was third in scoring, Ray second in scoring. But I like those any team again, any team that brings back your top scorer who is just a freshman. Three of your top five are back, three of them freshmen. I like Callaway County in this spot. Can they be higher? Maybe. But they got a lot get a lot more done going into the season. So there's your your power five of the boys' side. You're way, 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 way too early power five. Murray at one. McCracken at two. Again, that's more based on how the season finished as much as anything. Tillman at three. Mayfield at four. Callaway County at five. A lot to still be seen from some of the other schools. I think Carlisle's losing a bit, losing the, one of the top scorers in the in the state. We'll see how they come back. Uh, Graves County, the coaching change. I, I love Graves' core. I love the guys that are returning. They've got you know, four outstanding dudes back in their top six. I love the the freshmen. They had three freshmen step up last year uh, that really look strong and I think are a good quarter build around, along with Lucas Pig, who will be going into his junior year. Uh, he'll be have a lot put on him to be a top guy, but we'll see how things shake out there. 
but I still like them to to make a run. Ballard will be better. Hickman County's got some top guys back. They sh- you know expect them to be better. Community Christian CCA, oh man, CCA came close to cracking my top five in the way 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 too early. I think they'll be better. Should be a lot of fun. I think there's gonna be a lot of parity. But there's your way 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 too early look at next basketball season for the boys. Before we take a break, I'll give you a little nugget on some March Madness madness. I was reading this article before the show today. An estimated $10 billion will be wagered on March Madness games this year, which is about 30% more than the Super Bowl. Yeah, $4 billion to that will be bet illegally, like in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> the annual revenue for the NCAA last year was nearly $1.2 billion. The NCAA distributes around $170 million to that to Division I schools. College basketball's highest-paid coach is John Calipari, who makes $8.1 million. And to the players, the NCAA shells out $0. For what it's worth, the average Division I men's basketball scholarship is worth $71,000. Yeah, I mean, they get compensated. It's just that way. And, you know, the new name, image, and likeness deals. Corporate bosses supposedly lose $13.8 billion due to unproductive workers during the tournament. The average worker spends six hours watching games. I would argue it makes us better employees, though. Morale is higher. Even people who aren't fans become invested if they do NCAA bracket pools at work or online. The odds of finishing with a perfect bracket, guessing all the games correctly, is 1 in 120 billion. There you go. There's a few nuggets on March Madness. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Our way, 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 way too early power rankings for the girls' side coming your way. What would you say you do here? Sports. Real sports. Total coverage. Basketball. Football. Baseball. We have one goal here. Hello, sports fans. The Region 1 Sports Report on 99.5 The Fan. Doing sports final segment here on the show. We'll do our way, way, way too early power five for the girls' side and then uh, give a little bit, a little bit of a sneak peek into spring sports getting started. Some things I'm looking forward to, if you will, as we go into the spring season, which hopefully weather is looking quite nice this week. Hopefully it'll remain. I think we got like a small little chance of rain here and there. Friday is the, the biggest chance of rain as a cold front moves in, but you're looking at 64 the high for this Monday, 68 tomorrow, 70 on Wednesday, 72 on Thursday. That'll be my first uh, game. That'll be a home game for Graves County, my first one to broadcast for them. But, yeah, looking forward to it. If we can just keep that up, because next week, not so much right now. looks like uh, a lot of chances of rain. I know. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. All right. Our way, way too early power rankings for the girls' side. You ready for this? Again, we'll go one through five because I think there's less mystery. I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw this year. Three really good teams at the top, one way out in front of everybody, and then the field. It's kind of what you're looking at, but let's get into it. Number one, McCracken County. They they return everybody. As far as starters go, it's, except for Shemiah Day, it's going to be a big loss, but they get everyone else back. <laughs> I mean, and listen, they do lose a few seniors. It's not just Day. You lose Hayden Green, who was a very important role player for them, and started last year in place of Thomas, who was hurt. I think that hurts them a little bit. They got a lot of depth. They've got everybody else coming back. Uh, Desi Thomas, who, by the way, congratulations, just signed at Murray State. She'll be a racer moving forward after next year. But you've got D1 player Desi Thomas. You've got 
Caroline Civils, who I think will be better. Buchanan, who I think will be even better statistically. Johnson back at point guard. Remember, Johnson Buchanan, just sophomores. Civils Thomas will be seniors. It's a pretty good group right there coming back for your top five who make up a whole lot of your production. They'll be just fine. Will they run the table in the region? Well, I mean, the next teams in our list are down a little bit. We'll see. I think the number two team on our list, because I always do, thinks I think they have the best chance, even though, again, they've lost quite a bit as well. So coming in number two, Graves County. They lose four seniors, very, very important seniors, but it's hard not to argue that the the core of what made that team successful was the senior leadership mixed with the talent of the underclassmen. Morgan Alexander is a absolute scoring machine who came off the bench this year. She won't next year. Hannah Glisson, one of the top two point guards in the region going into next year. Bar none, hands down. Fantastic player. Addison Wodowski, back. Conley Spann, back. Their starting lineup next year is going to be as good, if not better, than everybody else in this region. Depth will be the thing. Losing the senior leadership and losing what gave them their depth will be a thing. But they'll, the rotation will be fine. They'll find there's got they got talent coming. They always do. That program's in great shape. They've been in five uh, of the last eight regional championship games, winning one in that time, and they got just as strong a chance to get back to one next year and compete well with McCracken County. If again, if depth is not just a little bit of an issue in that matchup, but the talent not an issue. Morgan Alexander averaged just shy of eight points a game, again, coming off the bench. Their two leading scorers last year, seniors, Jackson Whitaker, averaged right at 10. It's a lot of that scoring was spread out. You know, Ellie Carter was a fantastic leader at point guard. Whitaker was as rock solid as they come. Neely Jackson had a lot of ability and could exploit a lot of matchups at her position. They'll be different. I think they'll be fine. Just won't be as deep. I got Graves County at number two. Number three, Marshall County. Marshall loses a lot. They do. The thing is, though, they got Skylar Waller coming into her sophomore year. The question is going to be, what do they have around her? They do have some talent returning. They do have some girls who got a lot of playing time returning. But losing Lange, losing Driver off of one of the greatest teams in Marshall County's girls' school history, with that experience they had in that state tournament run, it's going to be tough to replace. But you look at what they've got back. You've got Chevelle Henson will be a junior. I think she's... There's not a lot of true bigs in the region. Graves has got a couple. Marshall's got one. Callaway's got one. We'll talk about it in a minute. But they, they do. Listen, they do have talent coming back. Just don't have a lot of experience. They lose Northcott. They lose Lange. They lose Driver. They do return Lakin Schroeder, who was just a freshman this past year, who got a lot of run at the end of the season. Izzy Washburn. Of course, Waller, Mia Teague will be a senior. Georgia Hall will be a senior. Henson, they've got talent. Don't sleep on Marshall County. They're still going to win that district, and they're still going to be in the top three all season long. It's just a matter of can they get above Graves? Can they compete with McCracken? I think they've got one of the best players in the region. But how do those other players step up around her in the absence of Lange and Driver? We'll see. They come in at number three. Coming in at number four, Callaway County. Callaway went 11-16 and 16 this year. They won't next year. They'll be a lot better. Coach Waldrop will be in her second year. They do lose Sonny Clark. They do lose Mackenzie Love. They got everybody else coming back, including who was just an eighth grader this past year in Sailor Low. She'll be a freshman. Madison Future was just a freshman. 
you get the theme here. They're going to be fine. They're going to be just fine going into next year. Sailor Lowe was 16 points a game, eight rebounds a game as an eighth grader. Futural was seven points a game. She's got to get better. I think they got to get a little better on the perimeter. Got to get more out of Resettle and Schumacher. I think they will. Again, I think they're only going to be better. Can they get into that next tier with Callow or with uh, Marshall Graves? I don't think so. Not quite yet. But I like what they got coming back, and I think they're going to get above 500 next year with the right schedule. Such a good core to build around. Future's bright. I think they're three years away from competing for the region. Lowe will be a freshman next year. Maybe her sophomore year it really comes together, but when uh, Futrell's a senior, Lowe's a junior, look out for that team. Look out. They come in at number four. Coming in at number five, I'm going with Carlisle County, and here's why. I know Carlisle loses a little bit as well. But Kiara Whitaker is one of the best scorers in the region. Hard to guard. Pretty good player to build around. And they were young around her in a lot of spots. They lose Madison Wright, who was second on the team in scoring. They lose Tristan Tyler, who was a really good scorer. But they get everybody else back, including, including Kiara Whitaker. They're going to roll that district. They're going to win 20 games. They're going to be just fine with what they lost. Now, a couple of teams I had on the bubble in this spot that I kind of debated and went back and forth on would be Christian Fellowship. They had a winning record. The problem is they're handicapped in their district now because I think Callaway's better, and I think they will be moving forward, and I think Marshall's clearly better. CFS, their hump is to get to the regional tournament. I think they can. I got them right on the bubble. So they're a team to watch out for. They were in our top five pretty much all year this year. And Paducah-Tillman. I think Tillman, with what they've got returning, if they can hold it together, I know it didn't end well. I know that second half against Graves caused some problems. But if they get everybody back and they're healthy, they've got talent. Diamond Gray, as good as it gets in this region, they should be fine as well. So I like those teams as well. But our number one team is McCracken, two, Graves County, three, Marshall County. At four, I've got Callaway. At five, I've got Carlisle. But you can kind of pencil in CFS there. Kind of depends on how you look at what's coming up this season. All right. Here's your way, 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 way too early Power 5 on the girls' side. And that, by the way, concludes our basketball discussions for the year. Now, I'm not saying we're going to have – we got coaching changes. They're inevitable. I don't think we're going to end up with just one. Graves is not the only one. I just feel like it just happens every year. You just – one comes out of nowhere. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel, feel like we'll have more to talk about. But obviously, we'll keep you updated – on what's going on with the Graves County job and anything else that comes along and any other little basketball news. But as far as our devoted, dedicated wall-to-wall coverage, that comes to an end today. And oh, by the way, I haven't forgotten, Murray plays this week in the Boys' Sweet 16. I'll cover that. On Wednesday, I'll kind of give a breakdown and a preview of their matchup, and we'll cover whatever they do in the tournament. But I'm just talking about that devoted show-in and show-out wall-to-wall coverage that has come to an end. So I'm I'm sad about that, but I'm looking forward to baseball and softball. It starts this week. A lot of games get started today. You've got uh, Mayfield at Hickman, Marshall at Hopkinsville. I'm going to miss a bunch. Murray at Carlisle County. Uh, What else we got? Crittenden County Ballard Memorial. This is baseball. CFS in Fulton County. So a lot. Caldwell County University Heights. That's over in the other region. But, But a lot of teams getting underway today and tomorrow across. That's just baseball. Just looking at baseball right now. Uh, so that gets underway. Some things I'm looking forward to on the baseball side. Looking forward to seeing Paducah Tillman play. You know, one thing, and I noticed this uh, yesterday when I was doing a little prep for the baseball season, 
Justin West is not on their roster. He was just a junior last year. Well, the top players in the state, how will they be without him? One of the best pitchers and hitters all around. Ooh, that's a big loss. They do have East back, just don't have West. They can't go East to West. I'm sad about that from a lot of a lot of my show standpoint, a lot of my content standpoint. I'm sad about not doing the East to West connection. But he won't be back. How will Tillman play this year? McCracken County lost a bunch of dudes off of last year's team. How will they fare after losing a bunch of seniors? Are they going to be 12-1 and one or better in the region? Or do they have some chinks in the armor? Don't think so. It's program's just rolling right now. But can they? How about St. Mary? St. Mary came on strong last year. St. Mary was as good as it gets. And I told you a couple of years ago they were going to be legit. And they were. But they lost a handful of seniors. Do they act like the basketball team? You kind of expect them to be just a little down, and then they come back and and take it to you all year long. They're going to be good. they got talent. But I'm looking forward to seeing St. Mary play. And, of course, my Graves County Eagles. Graves County's got a chance to be solid. They were 21-8 and last year. They beat McCracken County. Don't forget. Callaway County, looking forward to them. Matthew Ray, one of the great baseball prospects in the region as well. So a lot to get excited for the baseball side and a lot to look forward to. I think this is, you know, you had a lot of parity last year in the region outside of McCracken. I know Tillman was really strong, and I think you're going to see a lot of that again this year. We'll get into more of that on Wednesday. On the softball side, I think things are a little more open. I think Marshall County is going to be down this year in a bit of a rebuild. They got some talent. They got some of the better players in the region, but they've also got a lot of starters that are being replaced. You got Charlie Persley, who's one of the best players in the region, going into her senior year as a uh, her and, and Tia Thorpe, the only two seniors on that team. They are young behind those two players. How will they fare? Can they follow suit? Are they a couple of years away from being back in that uh, that regional dominance? We'll see how they play this year. How about uh, McCracken County? They got it back last year. They found that uh, that groove last year to win out, fourteen and one in the region. Can they dominate like that? Callaway County, they were one of our surprise teams last year. Boy, they got rolling. They got rolling. Can they keep it rolling? Graves County, my Lady Eagles, I think they're going to be really good this year. I'd put them second or third in the region easy. Hickman County, this might be a little bit of a down year for Hickman County. We've been so high on them. We'll see how that goes. What can Hickman County look like? So a lot to look forward to this year in spring sports. It all gets started today, and we'll have plenty more coverage of it on Wednesday. That's going to wrap up today's show running out of time gotta go gotta head back on wednesday with more we'll talk murray high on uh, the basketball side and we'll start giving our preseason preview a lot more in depth on baseball and softball until then this has been region one sports hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.